Okay, everybody, welcome, welcome. Good to see you all tonight. And ladies and gentlemen, we do certainly have a show tonight. I want to say I hope you all are well and you're all looking well and smiley faces there. And it's good to see you all joining in. And uh, I want to let you know we will be going into a very tough debate today to discuss about men. Men who are going to make a difference. The signs and the wonders are there. We've got a wonderful guest on with us who's going to give us some real good insight to show us exactly what it takes to be a man. Right, before I start and go any further, I want to say, show you exactly upcoming activities that we have coming very, very soon. Now, if you want to be a guest on our show, you're more than welcome to join us. We're very interested in guests from all over the world, and we regularly get them. If you have a show, a hobby, or even a business that you'd like to talk about, you can simply get in touch with me at info at livingyourgoodlife.co.uk. That's info, livingyourgoodlife.co.uk. So, hey, whatever you've got there to share to the world, we're more than happy for you to forward your details and we will book you in for a session. Okay, so what we're going to do here today, we have a very interesting discussion here today. And I'm so excited to have our wonderful guest, Thomas, who's joining us to talk about a very interesting topic that we all know about. When it comes to men, different debate, different understanding, different topics. What is men? What is a man's responsibility? What is a father and what is a dad? Well, today, Thomas is going to be definitely sharing that with us today. So for that reason, let me bring straight in and welcome our wonderful guest. Welcome to the show, Thomas. How you doing, Trevor? Can you hear me? Everything okay? Yes, I can hear you nice and clear. Thanks for coming. No worries. Thank you for inviting me, man. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely, absolutely. I've, I've got my notepad and pan ready uh, because <laughs> <laughs> anything could happen tonight in this show because we're all here to learn. Learn and grow and develop because there are some things that I'm sure our listeners will have some questions and something to forward on to you regarding about men and dads. So tell us, uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself, your background and who you are for the sake of the listeners. So um, obviously Thomas, I'm 37 years old. I'm from um, South Croydon. Um, I've been working in childcare since I was um, 19 years old, dealing with young children, um, adolescents from five to 11 years old, and also working with youths aged 11 to 21 years old. Um, throughout my time working with them, I've dealt with parents continuously. Um, at some point in my career, myself and my wife took over the business and we've been running the business for the last maybe four or five years of me being there. Um, since taking it over and actually dealing with parents one-to-one, -one, I've started to really feel the need for not just men, but also women and relationship talk. Because we're, we're kind of fighting a battle against society at the moment because nothing's telling us to stay together. So men are coming in and I'm dealing with them on a day-to-day -day basis because I'm dealing with their children. And it's just a general hello. I'm probably the first person in their day that's actually said, how are you? And actually spent time with them. Most people just say hello just to rush past. But I'm sincerely, when I say hello, how are you? I sincerely want to know what's going on in your day so maybe we can have a conversation. And then they're blurring it out. They're having problems at home. They need help, but nowhere to go. And it's the same thing with women. I say hello to the mums. The mums are passing by. Are you okay? Or you can see visually that they're not happy. Are you okay? Is everything all right? Oh, no, this is what happens. Stress of life. So while working in that environment, I saw 
just a glimpse of hope. Like we need spaces where men and women can go apart from each other and communicate with their peers. But also I have another space where we created where we can get together and meet other couples and talk against other couples and not just your single friend or your friend that likes to do whatever they're doing. But you know what, that couple, what have, they're four years ahead of us in their relationship. What have they done to try and get over it? So it's all about just meeting your peers and finding out as much as you can from each other. Yeah. Now, it's interesting you say that, Thomas, because it's very similar to my background in the community working young people. I saw so many gaps when it comes to young boys who mm -hmm. are having even communication problems, even to say hello, like you're saying. Now, for your from your own background of your work, what was your relationship like with your father? Did you find oh, that the relationship with your father was why you're doing what you're doing now, as well as working with young people and men? No, my, my relationship with my father was special. I will say that now. Um, so growing up, I grew up in an alcoholic household. My mum and father were both alcoholics. Um, they both beat each other up regularly. Um, then my father was kicked out of the house. My mum suffered with mental health while I was at the house and could no longer look after myself and my brothers. My sister ran away from the house. By every single statistic on God's earth, me and my brother should have been just another statistic, just running around reckless. Dad come back into our life. He um, was forever an alcoholic, but he made sure he laid foundations of love, caring, um, everything he could to make sure me and my brothers stayed on the straight and narrow as much as, as much as possible. We're kids, we experience things. But he was there to us up until his dying breath, where I feel like he had reached a point where he could just pass the mantle on, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I'm finished. Uh, it's time for me to move on. And left it for us to now run on with it. So the relationship was perfect. He had his demons. He had his problems. But he there was love in abundance. Mm. Now, the reason why I asked that, Thomas, is because we tend to find over the years and even now, young men and young boys' relationship with the father is not as close as it is with the mother. Yeah. We tend to find that the men get to a certain age and like, oh, what do I do now? How do I act as I'm supposed to act? From your understanding, why do you think that's an ongoing thing? And how can what you're doing solve that? I think society's changed drastically over the last 10 years, especially. And everybody is empowered apart from fathers. So everybody's given the right to more hours at work, the right to vote, the right to wear what you want, the right, but a father isn't given the right to father his child. All the fathers that I deal with on a day-to-day -day basis, they have the right to pay for their child, but they have no right to spend time with their child. Even mm. if you go to court, the mothers can do what they want with the time and say that they're unable to see the kids. So fathers are lost in my opinion. I can do all of this, I can want to be the father of my child, but the moment the household breaks down, I can be shut out. Like, I'm not saying every father is perfect. I have my mm. own issues when I was younger where I've done things that I haven't wanted to do, but we can learn. And unless somebody like myself and other peers are out there guiding the fathers and saying, you don't have to walk away, you can fight for it, or you can adapt your communication because ego is a massive thing as well. If we're not getting our own way, not only with our partners or ex-partners, but with the children and the communication, we start beating our chest. It's like, no, I can't handle it no more. But I've learned in my experience that 
I can only control myself. And even then I lied to myself sometimes as well. So yeah. Yeah. when we're talking about our children, we can't control them. So the communication has to start with us. And no matter how bad it's going, we have to continuously chip away at the wall, provide the advice, provide the support. Even if they're saying no, if you keep dropping seeds, something will land. You've just got to keep dropping them seeds. Mm. So obviously I can tell this is a very um, close to your heart, this kind of work that you're doing based on your experience. And you do see out yeah. the, there's a gap. And I've got your one man, one man band. You've got so many different hats and doing everything, but you're doing a bet. You're doing something constructive, changing the narrative of men and young men. So just to ask you, Thomas, is uh, what you're doing now, how do you find men and what age of men are you working with that you're trying to change them, change those narratives? So I, I'm trying to change men around my age. So between 30 and 50. So men that are experienced, sometimes can be a bit hard headed, but at a point in their life where they've normally settling down career wise and there's either issues happened in the house where now they've been separated from their family. Mm. Um, it could be a problem where you've come out of prison, but I find, which is hard to tell younger men and younger people in general, once you start hitting 30, 40 years old, I believe you transition. There's a part of your life now where you're past the apprenticeship. You're now into your PhD level and you're starting to learn and you're calling out for help. So once yeah. you're ready to call out for help and ask for help, then I can help. I'm, I can't fight somebody that doesn't want the help. You've mm. got to want to be in your children's life, to develop yourself, to develop your relationships. Because like I said um, beforehand, it's not about the communication. It's not about your children. It's about how you react to the situation. Mm. You can't control, I can't control my daughter's mother. And I would always fall to the problem where, oh my God, she's the crazy one. She's insane. She's yeah. doing this, she's doing that. But the fact of the matter was, I was playing up to it. The moment mm -hmm. I've now regulated myself every time I thought she's crazy, I see my daughter regular. I, I took extreme ownership over the situation. Everything about it, the failed relationship is mine. I'm sorry for this. Don't care mm -hmm. what happened. Let's move on. So when it comes to finding the men, it's constantly putting out um, content that they can feel and they understand. And when mm -hmm. they're ready, they reach out. Mm -hmm. I'm not here to sell nothing. I'm here to provide information and help. When you need help, you message me and we can talk. Right. Well, I can, I can try with you. Uh, we've heard this probably loads of times where a woman or a girlfriend or a mother or a sister would turn around and say to him, be a man, step up, step up, step up. And I kind of looked at that word. I think, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, I was wondering, what do you mean, step up, step up? But when you look at the language that they use, woman and a woman, it's really understanding what it means. So from your work and your experience, when somebody says to a man, step up, what is she saying or what, is it, what does it really mean? You know what? I, I couldn't care less what they're saying. And that's the honest to God truth. For me and the men that I deal with, it is about what they believe that means to them. So mm -hmm. if you're doing everything after me and you sat down and spoken and worked out your battle plan, worked out where you want to go, what you're doing, and you're doing everything and someone tells you to step up, ignore them. 
because they're trying to prejudge you. They're trying to put you down and belittle you and turn you into something you're not. They want the aggravation. They want you annoyed. They want you, oh, look at him. He's just being. But if you're doing what you want to do, you're being the man you choose to be. No, no one can't. There's four men and a lady here. No one in here could tell another man in here or the lady what a woman, being a woman is or what being a man is because my perception is different to your perception. Mm. And that is a fundamental part of what I do with men is like, as a man, who do you want to be? Who do you want to be seen as? When you pass away, what do you want your eulogies to say about you? Yeah. I mean, the reason why I said that is because we hear it all the time, but nobody's coming up with some clarity, understanding when there's somebody says step up. And it, fortunately, a majority of the men don't know what you mean when you say step up. So here's another thing I want to ask, which we hear all the time. And I'm asking questions based on years of what people have said. Yeah. I always ask people a simple question. What is a man? I, I could drop a David Chevelle definition of a man. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, that's simply what it is. Biologically, you're a man. Biologically, you're a man. And, and, and that's it. Everything else surrounding what a man is, is determined by the individual and his tribe that he keeps and his peers. Apart from that, that, that's all that makes it is biological. How can another man tell me that I need to step up or you need to earn more money, but he's obese and overweight, but I'm slimmer and fitter. There's so many things you can be a man. If you're looking after your family, if you're able to, um, my brother Chris is on the call, we've read a book recently, preside yeah. over your family, protect your family, preside, protect and provide for your family. Mm -hmm. That's all you need to do but also understanding how much that is. Because like I said, I'm providing for my family. Someone might say you need a Bentley, but I'm driving a Fiesta. That's all I need to do is provide a car to get from A to B. Mm. What, what are your wants and needs as a man? Because once you start trying to live up to someone else's expectation, that's where you start getting confused and start depression starts falling in and you start feeling ill because you know what? I don't have a six pack. I don't have, I'm not six foot six. I'm not, we stop living other men's dreams. Let's live our own dream and define our manship by ourselves. Right. Right. Very important. You said that Thomas, because when you look at the age gap, you mentioned in 50 to 30, when I look at my father, my father, father didn't teach him how to be a father passed on to me, not knowing how to be a father. <laughs> so the old generational thing. Um, now we're in the 21st century. From your understanding, your work, what is the difference? What things are changing for men to really realize, okay, my dad didn't able to fulfill what he's doing, but I am able to change those narratives for the sake of my children. Are you seeing those changes in the 21st century or do you feel it's still the same? Um. I think every, I don't really get the question. Say the question again, sorry. Oh, sorry. We look at the 50s, 60s, yeah. where our fathers came over. And we do hear debates on among men. They were saying that my father didn't pass me to teach me anything that I need to be as a father. He just taught me to be a man. And that's it. Now in the 21st century, the old way of teaching, the old schooling, do you find that is still the same in 21st century? Or do you feel that changing now with the men in today's society? I think we made a mistake in the 50s. I don't think we was doing the right thing in the 50s, in the 40s, in the 30s. I don't think when we say be a man and they taught me to be a man. And when you say, explain what that was, I was, oh, I could fix my car. I could do this that, and the other. But 
you didn't explain to no one. What, what's the point in telling someone you're a man without actually defining what a man is to somebody? Because uh, mm. you can fix a car, you're a man. And that was that was the issue up until recent, where now people are looking into things and understanding the universe and the world that we live in. What actually is a man? What is a man meant to do? Cars can't be fixed by a normal man no more because they need to be attached to a computer. Mm, yeah, and yeah. decorating is a bit harder now because everything's a new build. So if the ways we used to define, oh, you know what, you're a man if you can do this, um, carry a gun and spit, like, well, the redneck sort of thing, spit gum out your mouth and stuff like that. that, that it's long gone and we didn't adapt as it was changing. We, we saw it happening, but we didn't adapt because everyone was happy with the previous model, which was just go to work, just go to work, provide for your family, don't be there for your kids. Be the authoritarian for your child so mum can say dad's going to come home and beat you or tell you off. We didn't adapt to society and how it was changing. And everybody saw it happening. But because there's no avenues for men to, to discuss with each other. And when we say we want to uplift women, where's the support to uplift the men as well? Why are we mm -hmm. not uplifting the men? Like We shouldn't be saying let's pull people down off their yeah. stool. We should be saying we can all stand on this stool together. Mm -hmm. And we can support each other up here and hold each other up and be proud we're here. Not you need to come down from up there and stand down here with me. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a challenge as well. And I think I, I salute you for the work that you're doing because um, it takes a lot of dedication, patience and work to make, just to change one person's life, to start looking at themselves. Mm -hmm. Now, Thomas, what I've noticed is, is where you mentioned about the 50s and the 23rd young people today, the miseducation, it clashes with the 21st century. What I've discovered is it causes psychological problems. Now, what I want to ask you, what kind of symptoms are you picking up with the young people, men today? What kind of things are they fighting with today that they can't overcome or they're struggling with that you're recognizing? Yeah, okay, so the, the young people that I work with is um, a over, load of information you can they get too much of everything whereas when we was younger myself only being 37 like 20 years older than kids everything changes so far so whereas i would have a generational star of music i would have dmx that was around for five six years now they're overloaded with like video after video you go on tiktok all you've got is 20 second piece of information there's no context to any of the information so in the particular area where you have poor performing young black boys in schools because of their lack of male role models and the only male role models they're seeing are on TikTok, in drill music, on everything like that and driving expensive cars down the road doing the wrong things. Mm -hmm. It's just an overload of information with nothing to enforce the positive because no one cares about context no more. No one cares that he's driving a nice car but he might end up in prison. You just see that it leads to a goal and the goal is... Tony Montana. I'm going to blame Tony Montana. I was talking about him the other day from Scarface. Why yeah. is it so many of our young children want to be Tony Montana? He dies at the end. Mm. The lavish lifestyle to die at the end. They have no, they don't understand the consequence of the lifestyle. Mm. Well, this, ladies and gentlemen, we're having a very serious discussion here to talk about something that we're always here in our community. And Thomas is here to share with us exactly some deep insights. So at this moment in time, we're going to be coming straight back and I'm going to open the floor very soon for our listeners to ask any questions or contribute. What's your understanding about men? Is it true that what you've been told 
about men and what they should do. Well, we're going to take a commercial break and we'll be coming straight back and we'll carry on with our wonderful guests. Stay tuned. Are you not feeling well or had a bad day? Do wish you had something better to say about the day than a mumbled fine when someone asks you how you are? The solution might be simpler than you think. Our attitudes really are everything. When we're not feeling great about our lives or how the day is going, everything can seem to go wrong. The problem is, life isn't a steady thing. You might have a really good day followed by another equally bad. With so many things outside of your control, it might seem impossible to ever truly feel good about anything. The answer lies in your thinking. By being able to think positively, you will find your entire outlook changes. How can you develop the habit of positive thinking? Join us on the upcoming two-day masterclass starting on Wednesday 8th 9th September 7.30pm. How to generate a winning mindset before 2022. This masterclass applies to you. If you have been afraid to think big, or been trying everything to better your life and mindset only to find you have become more frustrated and stuck to reaching your goals. For further information simply log on to www.livingyourgoodlife.co.uk. Join us with the right tools and support, you can clear the path for a healthier lifestyle before 2022. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are back and uh, we're back with Thomas talking about men. And we have been such a discussion here that we're all here in our community, what's going on, but Thomas is here to help change those narratives and become better, successful role model men. Now, Thomas, we have somebody put in the chat here quite something very, um, it says here, in its fundamental misunderstanding between men and masculine, that the term steps up, comes in among heterosexual, feminine identity, women, sorry, women tend to be attracted masculine identified men, and the common understanding of the role of masculine identified men is of a structure, production, discipline, and service. Give us your comment on that. What's your feedback on that? Uh, <clears throat> my feedback on that. And um, simply put, if that's what the woman wants, and that's what the man has discussed, and they've identified that's what they want from a man, and that's what he's meant to do, then it's understandable. But to say that to a man would be like a man coming to a woman and saying, um, I don't even know if there's a, is there even a female version of that term? But mm -hmm. as long as as long as everything's laid out on the table from the get go, that term is perfectly usable. Man up, step up, do what you're doing. It's when the term isn't discussed and there's no concept context to the meaning, I think, because I, th I think she's right. If, it, if the relationship is identified as masculine structure, production and discipline, service, that's cool, that's fine. But does he know that? Or is that something that she's just made up at the start of the relationship or at the end of the relationship when you're unhappy? I think mm. everything in relationships, especially with, doesn't matter who it's with, it needs to be predetermined before anything's said. I can't expect my woman to, all when I walk in, just to be wearing hot panties and a bra and everything like that just because I want it. Why are you not doing your woman's duty? Well, because that wasn't a predetermined or discussed thing before we started the relationship. We do mm -hmm. that in nighttime stuff. So let's, yeah, let's make sure that things are discussed in a relationship. 
I, I have no problem with man up. I actually want to reclaim man up and step up because I think it has been used negatively for too long. You should mm -hmm. man up. You should step up. But making sure that you've identified what you mean by that. No one can't tell me what to man up. I can only man up myself. Mm, right. Now, it's, in, it's a heavy statement there, a couple of things in there. And again, these are kind of things that we're always here, but nobody giving clarity on those behaviours. So looking at society now, looking at men, from your perspective, Thomas, what kind of steps should people who are not aware or educated when it comes to men, especially the women or the, 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 the parents, what should they really understand in terms of understanding the man and what the man requires and what he needs are? What's the best way to approach that without back and forth? Do you know, I, I, would, I would struggle to... I'll start with the men. Okay, I'll start with men first. Men, how to find out who you are as a man, number one, is to set time aside to yourself. Stop burying yourself in work, your relationship and your children. At some point, as I was having a conversation with my brother Chris earlier, he was talking about once your children leave the relationship and you've lost that part of your relationship, you now meet a woman that you've been married to for the last 20 years that you never had anything other. Sorry, can you hear me still? My speaker's just died. I can hear you nice and clear. Speak, my headphones just died. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. make sure you're constantly working on yourself. So when the child leaves the relationship and now you're meeting this woman for the first time in 20 years because the kid was in between you, you know who you are as a man and hopefully she's discovered who she was as a woman and you can then blossom in the relationship and be together for another 30 years and be happy. Women, um, I, again, I'm against this mental health thing that goes against men and suicide and everything like that. Some of us just don't want to talk. I like my own time. I like my own space. Mm -hmm. Allow it to happen. Don't be always on top of men. Um, but I, this is what I use with children. Every children, every child is, not every child, children need this. Sometimes they need that time out. So go away, come back, and when we're ready, we'll talk. But this has, again, all be predetermined in a relationship when you're having good times. Um, in the terms of the community, you know, uplift our men. Our men need it, you know. Like some of us are beaten down and we're struggling, mm. and we're not struggling because we're not trying. We're struggling because we're being hit left, right, and center. We, there's nowhere to turn. I'm looking for funding at the moment to try and run men's programs. If I wanted to run a female-led program, I, I could find enough money. Now I want to find something to put men together. Me, again, my brother Chris and another friend of mine, Lee, we're putting together something out of our own pockets because we just want to have a, um, we're calling it Men's um, IMD, International Medley of Men. So we're going right. to have men come around. I'm going to pay for their food. We're going to pay for their drink um, from all sorts of communities and backgrounds just to have a chat, just to communicate because every day, every day we're going to work and we go into work, coming home, doing everything, and it's a drain. And I'm not saying we get it harder than women. I'm not saying that. I'm mm -hmm. saying we need to uplift each other so that we can love each other for the appropriate people that we are. I don't think my partner, my wife, sorry, just in case she listens to this, my wife, <laughs> any harder than me or any less hard or any more hard than me, I just know she needs my support. So when I go right. in on this, I'll ask her what she needs my help with. Right. Because... I think she's got less than me or more because I'm there to support and uplift her all the time. And I think that's right. where, rather than beating each other up and saying that going on to loose women or whatever the next program is, men yeah. should be protecting women. How about we should be protecting each other? Mm. 
straight mm. up. Why, why do we need laws that protect women when men are more likely to be beaten up by another man? Let's just make crime against mm -hmm. like it should be in general. Right, right. Now we've got a question coming there um, by um, Stephen. It says, what things men, let me have a look here. Uh, it says, what things men do and say that you consider to be toxic masculinity do you think that the term is being abused? That's a good question. Uh, first off, I don't believe in toxic masculinity. I believe in toxic people. I believe there's toxic men, there's toxic women, there's toxic gays, there's toxic whatever walk of life, there's toxic people. Masculinity in itself is not toxic. And you can tell this because I might find someone toxic and someone else loves them. So that's just my perspective of this person from my upbringing and where I am now. So to call, to then gang up on someone and say that that's toxic because they're shouting at their woman, their woman might want that. Like that might be something their woman enjoys. <laughs> Who yeah. might to tell them that? Like, yeah. I'm not, like I said, my mom and my dad were in an, I would call an abusive relationship where they beat each other up for probably mm -hmm. 20 years of their life. Mm -hmm. But they stayed together for 20 years of their life. Now mm -hmm. psychological problems, whatever, whatnot. But just because they loved each other and that's maybe they needed each other. Mm. Maybe at that point in their life, they didn't know. I'm not saying it's right. I'm right. saying that people need different people. And just because you find someone toxic doesn't mean they are toxic. You might be the toxic person. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, you could potentially be the toxic person. Oh, that right. person, so this. No, you're the toxic person. That's why no one don't want to hang around with you. But I don't believe in toxic. I believe in toxic people, not pronouns, genders. There's no toxic masculinity. Like, what could a man do that's toxic for his masculinity? Right, like, right. I did write a um, a blog one time, which I, I kind of regret now, which was um, toxic <laughs> masculinity. <laughs> and and um, the blog was about the 80s when um, you saw the man's man, Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, WWF was rife. You had um, Incredible Hulk, not Incredible Hulk, you had um, Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, and they were yes. the man, man at that point in time. Right. But now, three years on after writing that blog, I look back and say they were needed at that time. Right. What do you want to say? You want to go back in time and get rid of them because they were men's men? Right. Oh, they were needed because we are where we are today. And unless you're not happy here, like I can't imagine a better time. I, I'm actually living a good life right now. So I don't want nothing changed. And I'm happy that they were there. And I wouldn't no. change anything for them. So I don't believe in toxic masculinity. I believe people change over time, but I don't believe in toxic masculinity. And is it abused? Yeah, people abuse everything, especially when it comes to men. People just want to throw out words. Oh, men do this, men do that. Men attack other men are this. Like men, we get beaten up. Like I said, left, right and center, we get beaten up. If we're the most homeless, most suicide, most arrested, most in prison, most this, but at the same time, We've got all the good stuff too, but right. I don't know. Are we winning? Are we winning? Are we really winning? Like the most stressful jobs, which cause the most suicides. Is that a win? Like who wants a stressful job? <laughs> right. Now, it's interesting you mentioned that because um, do you think it's a, it's a target deliberately done? And if is you do, why is it so that they're deliberating men so much like that, that people don't see men should be masculine or should stand up and fight back what's your what's your understanding on that uh, the, the media always needs somebody to bat against so the whole time donald trump is in in thing you've got donald trump being batted against 
The media needs someone to call an enemy and it's easy to call men enemies because right now the patriarchy is like, oh, why are men so rich? It's easy to knock us down because we can't, we struggle to stand up and say something. And another thing about men is unless it directly affects us, we don't say nothing. Like mm-hmm. if it's my child, that's a problem Like I'm not seeing. Oh, why don't men help me? I'm seeing my child. Oh, you don't can do your own thing, innit? Like I'm cool <laughs> over here. Whereas if you went into the female world, like they just get in there, like, you know what? I'm support that woman, that woman, and that woman, and we're gonna fight our cause. The LGBTQ, there's like 20 different organizations there, and they're all right. fighting each other. Black Lives Matters, like you get so much um thing about that, about how the Black Lives Matters was actually set up to erode the black men out of the household. Mm-hmm. Don't know, could just be conspiracy, but right. it, it, everything men don't men don't help ourselves. We don't help. There's no man going on to loose women and saying, you know what? I'm like, okay, give an example. I don't watch this program, but there was a like this morning or something. There was right. a, one of the presenters spoke to Alison and said, "That's not your hair." I didn't realize she's a black woman. He's a white man. I didn't realize right. that wasn't your hair. Right. Like, why can't he have that conversation? My partner, wife, come out and said, that's going to make the newspaper. And I was like, why is that going to make the newspaper? That's, that's, he's asking a question. The next day, he's in the newspaper. She had to school him about black hair. She didn't have to school him. She was educating him. She was helping him. It mm. wasn't anything. What do you want him to do? Play ignorant. So right. now another person will be scared to ask that question because now if I ask a question that someone finds... Um, stupid, I'm going to be pulled out in the newspaper. Mm. Rather than all of us men standing up and say, you know what, I don't get the menopause. Uh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> like, right. you got, it's not a thing of men need to understand this. You need to help me understand. Don't right. just say men need to do this. Where's the help? Where's the guidance? Oh, uh, women in periods, we need to do this. Okay, I understand, but don't shout at me. Stop shouting at me. Otherwise, mm-hmm. we're, ba- we're banging our heads against the wall because I won't learn. And you're just going to get a headache from shouting at me. Mm-hmm. And I think that, Thomas, that's one of the reasons why some men shut down. Yeah. And then, obviously, not in debate discussion, but women have looked and say, what's wrong with you? Why are you not talking? It's because, like, number one, don't shout at me. Number two, don't label me that I'm not, because I'm already getting that outside. Mm-hmm. And when I come home, that's the last thing I want to hear. Why don't we work together and marry our differences so we can bond and become stronger that when we're out there now we're not easily attracted or affected by the outside influence so it is a challenge and uh, obviously as you said the statistics of men what's going on in our world today is kind of kept under park under the carpet where we don't really know suicidal uh, stress um responsibility i'm to look after everything and to think well you're a man you should step up you should do this you should run things and put all the pressure on the men now you're doing a fantastic work and i want to salute you for uh, the project that you're doing because it's muchly needed and it will change the narratives of some of the people what they see when they see men like you and me so tell us a bit more about your uh, project your actual work what's it involved and what our people can get involved Okay, so there's a number of different projects that there is to get involved in. So the, the community projects that, that I run, we run a, um, a couple's bike riding. So couples can bring a bike. We go out for about two hours, an hour away, hour back, just where we can communicate. And like I said, peer-to-peer. So that's run every Saturday. And again, as I said, that's peer-to-peer communication where we're advising each other on 
relationships, talking, because like I said, it's hard as a couple sometimes to meet new couples to go out with and talk with and have a bond with. Um, we also run a football thing, which will be starting up again soon on a Sunday. So that's just, again, five-a-side, quick football, um, don't have to be good. Anyway, I'm half decent, so if you're going to turn up, you got to make sure you're right. <laughs> five-a-side, five-a-side, quick hour and a half, sit in the clubhouse. Again, it's no alcohol because it's still early in the morning. Sit down afterwards after you've run out and have a chat and have a talk and just talk about life in general how it is. Um, on a so we've got the we've got the bike riding, the football, then we do the um jog and jam, which mm-hmm. is a running project. So again, okay. it is um an hour a day. You do as many as you can around Ashburton Park in the hour. Then I have a youth center which is just across the road. We go in there and we have a conversation again afterwards. Everything always ends with a conversation, right? And then my project directly is um dad's matter. Again, at the moment, it's working with dads that have been alienated from their children for whatever reason, whether it be breakup, cheating, prison, any prolonged period of time or absence away from your children, and you don't know how to re-engage the relationship. So I'm not saying I can work out terms with your partner about how your child rights. That's right. a court matter. My, my job is to help you re-establish communication with your child and rebuild that relationship in the best way possible, giving you tactics, giving you understanding of communication, working on yourself, working on like technology. So children into Roblox, into Instagram, how can you adapt yourself? Because again, I'm all about extreme ownership. Forget putting a pressure on the kid. You should be on you to adapt yourself, to allow the kid to have communication. So a simple tip is the child's not communicating with me, which you get a lot because of whatever reason happened when the child has some resentment to the father, start up an email address, a Facebook, an Instagram, where you're tracking your thoughts about your child every day of the week or every time you have the thought of your child, you put a picture up, I love my child, it's their birthday, happy birthday. Once the communication's engaged and you, that's proof that you actually thought about your child, there's nothing better than to have proof that you thought about your child. And it's also, it also gets a weight off your chest. How are you working on yourself to be a better person career-wise? All the men that I work with, as I said at one point, they put so much into their relationship that they work to be paid. And then mm. when they break up with their partner and their child, they then reflect on their life and where they are right now. And it's like, I don't even like my job. I don't even like what I do. I don't know mm. who I want to be. I'm 37 years old and I don't know where I want to be in this world. Mm. And that's where I think depression and suicide and mental health starts kicking in because you never knew who you was at 37. You think your life's almost over. Let's reevaluate yourself. Let's reevaluate your skills. Do you need to be re-educated? Do we need to look at your finances and say, you don't need the big cars and the clothes and everything like that. You mm-hmm. need to live for what you need rather than what makes you look good. Mm-hmm. People who appreciate you need to be honest with yourself. And that's where I start from. I start from being honest with yourself and where you want to be in life. Once yeah. we can have that conversation, that's when you're ready to move on. Right. I just say it's all about communication. All about communication, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're giving you the opportunity for the floor open. If you have any questions, I know some of you have been putting some in the chat. It'd be nice for you to unmute yourself and put your question forward to our wonderful guest, Thomas. He's given us some nutmegs here to, uh, to digest. 
And I'm sure some of our listeners will be able to ask some, digest some of those. So anybody in the room would like to unmute yourself and ask a question to Thomas, please do so, or even share your experience of what your understanding is about muscular men. So at this moment in time, um, let's have a look. I'd like to ask Stephen, if you don't mind, unmute yourself, Stephen. You have a wonderful question in there, and uh, I'd like you to put that question forward to Thomas regarding about your inspiration about uh, Thomas' father and your father. So, Stephen, go ahead, unmute yourself, and uh, ask your question forward, Stephen. Uh, you have to unmute yourself, Stephen. Okay. No, you have to unmute yourself. Okay. While you're trying to do that, I'll read what you put in the chat. It says, I found the story about you and your father inspirational. I had a great relationship with my daddy. I'm writing three parts autograph. The first one is called My Daddy Who Mama Me. So what we've got here, Thomas, we've got Stephen, who is actually writing a book called My Daddy Who Mama Me. So it can relate very much to your story. So there are people out there who are looking for something what you're delivering there, uh, Thomas, and it helps them, inspires them to take their knowledge, their experience forward. So wonderful. Do you know what's crazy? I know like my father's inspirational and I'm not taking that away from him because he's done the most amazing job ever. But his biggest thing for helping me was the fact that I don't want to be anything like him, which is crazy, but he's done the best job he could with the tools that he had. But mm -hmm. I don't want to be anything like him. And I think even though people say, oh, why would you want, not want to be like your father? And mm -hmm. I get a lot of um, thing when I say that as well, like, especially from the family. But why would I want to be like him? But he done the best job. But my job is not to be like him. My job is to surpass him. If I end up being like him, I failed as a parent. So he right. done the best job ever. But my job is to end up with my children not wanting to be like me and ending up in a pedestal and then yeah. taking another leapfrog. So mm. I definitely, like, my dad is inspirational, motivational, and he done the best for his tools. And I thank him for everything. But I want to be nothing like him. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I think that's understandable to understand that because you're now in a new chapter. You're taking things forward. You're learning from him. But there are certain characters you can't adapt into your life for your children's sake as well. So in that way, if people understand from that perspective, then it makes sense. So I just want to ask if uh, we've got anybody else in the room who'd like to unmute yourself and ask Thomas a question before we move on. Okay. Okay, so uh, Thomas, more about your... Oh, here we go. Go ahead, Chris. Um, I was actually going to say, Trevor, um, um, I'm grateful for being on this call as well. Um, as Tom alluded, we do um, have quite a lot of these conversations. So um, great, great conversation. Love what you were talking about in regards to the existence or non-existence of toxic masculinity, but also what the defini definition of a man or a woman actually is and created new spaces and new narratives of what we define those to be or what we would like those to be in our own personal relationships and how they relate to ourselves as well and allow us to sort of evolve um, and discover who we are as human beings. So thanks very much for the platform, for um, the, the, the talk. And um, Tom, keep doing what you're doing, brother. Um, thanks, brother. Tomorrow as well. 
Oh, Chris, uh, thank you very much indeed. This is the whole purpose why we do this, so we can educate and change the narratives. And that's what we're definitely doing. Um, so great stuff there, Chris. Obviously, hopefully we'll continue to do that. So uh, Thomas, your project, you seem to be doing a lot. Uh, you're doing it with passion, I can tell that. 100% up, you're doing it with passion. So tell us a little bit more on the future plans of what you're doing. What is your future plans? Uh, this is the, I don't, only a few people know my future plans, all right? So I'm going to let you know the big plan. The right. big plan is there's a property in Kent that I want to buy. It's got, um, it's a farm with a lake and it's got like a barn on it that I want to convert. And I want to create a escape space for men to come down and come on their farm, lake, like just live the life of, in the wilderness for a while. Um, but not only men, I want to create it for families to come down there. Let's mm. put down your phone. We take no pictures of what's going to happen to this over the next week. And we're just going to engage with each other fully. We've led with dictated activities. So let's get up in the morning, five o'clock. Um, over the last few years, I've become a bit more disciplined with myself. So mm. I believe four days, we're getting up at four o'clock in the morning. It's a retreat where I'm going to push you as hard until you're broken. And once you break, we're going to rebuild you as a human being. And it's going to be magnificent to see that happen because it's going to be take you back to your foundations and you're going to really understand who you are. So my three, four year goal is that property redeveloped, offering a retreat for men, families, women that my partner will run, um, where you can come just escape reality and really get back to your roots. How do you grow food? How, yeah, just really just let your hair down. Mm, right. Okay, we've got a hand raised. We've got Stephen. Stephen, uh, you'd like to go ahead. I know you tried to unmute yourself before. Hopefully this time, fingers crossed, you'll able to do that. So you should find a microphone icon in there, unmute yourself and uh, go ahead. Ask a question. Yeah, you have to unmute yourself. Yeah, we won't be able to hear you unless you unmute your uh, mic. You know how to do that. I believe you're on your phone. So there should be an icon there, the microphone icon, and you can just actually unmute it, and then you can ask your question forward. I have no, I haven't used it before, so I don't know how it works. All right, it seems to be like you're through now. So I don't really know. How, I don't know how it works. I don't know how it works. I don't know. Okay, go ahead. Hello. Yeah, I can hear you okay now. Yeah, so if you're not okay. ask a question, ask yeah. a question. Yeah. Can I just can I just say and Trevor, I congratulate you for this. It's very informative, very incisive, very deep. And really I think we're getting to the nitty-gritty, the roots of it. And I can I just thank Thomas for his uh, I can feel his compassion and his humanity, his caring for for, for men for black, for men, generally. And, and I think that's a very good thing. I'm saying this for someone who I've been here since 1965. And um, I spent 15 years in America, where I lived. So I, I've got sort of, uh, and I was born in Dominica in the Caribbean. I've been to Africa. I lived there. So I think I've got a, a good perspective of looking at men in the Caribbean, here in this country, not in England, in America, and in Africa as well. 
And I think the, 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 the last uh, point that Thomas made about this center, this retreat, is so much needed. <laughs> and you know, I, I certainly will make a contribution to that. I'm sure you know, that's something that's very dear to my heart because one of the things I've learned between America and England, especially living in London, People are boxed in, you have no space, or young men don't have any space at all. They're trapped in their room. The room has become a womb, and the street has become a tomb, and they're scared of the streets. And any programmer can take them away. And, and you know, it, what Thomas is talking about is worth supporting, and I really congratulate him on that. Mm. Wow. Thank you so much indeed, Stephen. Um, what's interesting, Stephen, is, um, to ask you, obviously you said the Caribbean and where we came from, or even Africa, do you see a big difference from the 50s, 60s, how we're growing our men up compared to now? And yes. Is there, is there I, any difference? Yes, I think one of the differences is that we had a group of men. There was, a, there, there was a, every single London borough had something called a community relations center a place where you had, and they usually were, had men, these were the uh, winner's generation men, who had services for, for the black community. And I was an education officer for Lucian, for example, and there were education officers in all of the London boroughs and out of London as well. And let me give you two quick examples about the support system we had in those days, which is now gone, by the way. This generation are now dead. So therefore, that system no longer exists. But I remember Askew Gibbs, who was used to have a relationship with borough commander, police commander, in relation, a very good relationship, where I remember training young officers, police officers, that was part of that relationship. I remember that if a 15-year-old or underage black boy had a, a major problem, stabbing for example you know we actually do a lot of counseling and the first question i would ask them is this what do you want to do with your life i remember what young boy said i want to be an electrician so i said come with me i took him long ones of technical college enrolled him in an electrician course he passed and i remember he coming back knocking on my door and said thank you very much i'm now an electrician we went the extra mile for all people all kids that was happening all over London in all the coming relations. We've lost that. It's gone. They're dead. Mm. I don't know what has replaced them. Mm. It was hands-on. It was hands-on. Not all that. We, of course, we were talking. When after New Cross fire, I was in, uh, by the way, uh, Lucian, that's not in 77. I just returned from Lucian today, mentoring a young people at, at uh, Bosnian University. I've been doing that now, off and on, for 44 years. I've mm. not stopped. I'm still hungry. Mm. <laughs> I'm still passionate. <laughs> I'm still passionate. I was counseling a young woman who is doing a degree. She has a son, you know, and, and I have been doing that. I don't want any money from my I don't want any money from you. It's for free. Mm. <laughs> right. Well, but, uh, Stephen, I can assure you, it's uh, what you're doing, it will pay off. No oh, yeah, it's paying it. off. And by, yeah. by the way, that's, that is the other thing. Let me tell you something. 
after the New Cross fire on 439 New Cross Road, I was working at a center for open educational studies, doing action research, looking at problems and turning them into solutions. And my job was to contact the late Professor Alan Little to form mm -hmm. a youth and community course at Lewisham University, at, at Gosmith University. And that course went on for 35 years. We trained up hundreds of community workers to empower the black community in Deptford and in Lewisham. That's what we used to do. Mm. <laughs> well, Stephen, we want to say thank you for sharing that because it's needed. As you said, we can understand from this interview, as Thomas was saying, he's doing something that's having impact in the men's yes. life. So, so thank you so much indeed for contributing, Stephen. Appreciate it. Thank you. So th Thomas, here we are. What you've started is something big. And, oh, uh, it will grow, it will grow. There's no, there's no stopping it once it starts rolling, you know. Right. In fact, let me ask you, if people can be involved in your project, volunteering or anything in the project that you're doing? You know what, I haven't actually looked up because I, I normally keep it like people that are active and helping very close to me. So um, very small group of people, but as it grows, coming to help out in events. Um, we're going to be having a Father's Touch, we're calling it, which will be in December. I haven't really put it up and advertised it yet, but coming down and just communicating, bringing your children. We're going to have a DJ, a barber. Um, we're going to have like blood tests going on, making sure your diabetes, health checks is called, um, three or four workshops for fathers and team games and children for, for the children to take part in. So just come down, just message me, contact me. I'll put the events up, just take part. And we, I like to, rather than say, come and volunteer, come and have a conversation and see what we can put work together do. Absolutely. So give us your contact details, your website, or um, social media. You know what? In Instagram, Thomas Scannell. Um, Facebook, Thomas Didymus Scannell. Didymus is the Hebrew for Thomas. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, for on LinkedIn, it's again, Thomas Scannell. Um, everywhere I'm not going to I've only got personal email address and number so I'm not going to start throwing that out but contact hey. Thomas Scannell on Insta Facebook or LinkedIn and we start a conversation right right one thing came to my mind before we wrap up I forgot to ask you from the beginning but I thought it'd be useful now we are doing what you're doing did you imagine you're going to be going this far with it did you ever you know think what? that you're going to take it this far I would say I was like everybody else where um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I never knew what I wanted to do. I found, fell into my job by accident. The business that I now run, I didn't want. <laughs> I fell into it by accident and I, 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 I was lost. I was lost. And that's why I know how other men feel, which is lost. And I don't know where. Luckily enough for me, I had supported people around me to help me get me on my feet. So right. I'm here because of other people. And so I want to get people here because of me. <laughs> so it's all right. about supporting each other. It's all about supporting each other. How big it gets, I don't care. As long as another man can say that Thomas helped me help someone else. Right, right. Well, wrapping up, ladies and gentlemen, what a fantastic interview we have here from Thomas. And he is taking it further than he ever believed. And he is making changes in some of the men's lives. So ladies and gentlemen, what a wonderful interview we've had. I really enjoyed it. And I'm sure everyone in the room has enjoyed it. And to all our listeners. So, What's your final word, Thomas? What would your final message be to everyone in, in this show? 
everyone in this show is never give up. You always have the potential to take that next step and be better. So never give up on yourself or anybody else around you. Just keep pushing. Right. Thank you so much indeed. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, please, please do get in touch. He's giving his contact details out. Get in touch. And you never know what you've got may work along with him to bring more men forward to independency and being real men for the community. So ladies and gentlemen, for that reason, I want to say thank you so much for being on. And we are back again for Yes You Can podcast show. And uh, as Thomas said, don't give up, keep going. So for that reason, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. And we will see you again. So take care and look after yourself and stay safe. Take care.